Hello and welcome once again to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sagima Bay. And I'm your host, Craig Wells. And we are having another great day. Actually, I'm drinking a little coffee right now. I'm sitting in my office out of my uh, Dark Vader cup. <laughs> I like my Hebrew Living Letter Cup Daniel Cook and Brenda Craig made and gave to me, but... Right now, it's the dark Vader, the dark side. I want to go into the word, though, uh, that Scripture keeps running in my mind as I came and sat in this office about the dividing of the sunder of the soul and of the spirit. And so I want to read that to you. I want to touch on this for a moment, okay? So let me go and open up the word. It's very familiar scripture, and a lot of times I don't like preaching familiar scriptures because most people automatically go to what they know. And I don't want to take you to what you know. Real important that you listen to yesterday's podcast about Yeshua, about Jesus, the simplicity of the gospel. Because in Hebrews chapter 4, 12, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged soul, piercing even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow and the discern of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And God knows we've used that scripture so many times as uh, basically, God knows what's deep inside of you or, you know, God's going to split you in half. And But I want to bring you to the other side of the veil. I want to bring you past the natural realm. I want you to think in your mind as you can. I want you to begin to see by the Spirit. Well, maybe I don't know how to see by the Spirit. And just, you know what? My mama used to tell me this. Faith it till you make it. Not fake it, but faith it till you make it. By faith, apply yourself to what I'm saying. By faith, go into your mind right now. Go into your brain right now. And to begin to see the word of Yahweh coming on the other side of the veil through the blood covenant of Yeshua. Now let's look at this scripture. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Who is and what is the word of God? Now, when I was younger in my older days or younger days, should I say, um, I would automatically learn the Word of God was the Holy Bible, which I love the Holy Bible. I love the Word of God. But the constitution of the fullness of the Word of God is Yeshua. And this is why I'm leading you to read, or excuse me, listen to my podcast from yesterday because it's about Yeshua. The Word of God is Yeshua. So why don't we read this a little bit like this? The Word of God is Yeshua. And He's living and He's powerful. And he's more sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even into divide that which is my soul and that which is of my spirit. And then he goes into the body, that which is of my joints and that which is of my marrow. And he is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Means he goes in and mends that which is inside of your heart. He goes in and mends that which the intent. Also, he doesn't look at you in a natural sense alone. I'll be honest with you, majority of any time that Yahweh is looking at you, it's not in a natural realm status. We've been trained that God looks us in the natural realm. And so therefore what he sees is the ugly side of our flesh. Maybe we had a bad day. Maybe we said a bad word. Maybe we saw something we shouldn't have seen. Maybe we had an argument, whatever. 
we got to realize that is not how Yeshua is. He's not on the outside of you looking in. He's on the inside of you looking out. Therefore, the first thing he sees is a seated position of the throne of God that you have established, the tabernacle of Yahweh, Yeshua, and the Holy Spirit established in you. So he looks in a sitting place where he can dwell. He's not looking in the place of the soul and the body. He's not looking in the place of the intent of the heart as to say the joints, the marrow, the soul, or the flesh. He's looking in the place of the tabernacle that you've built for him before you ever got here. He's looking at the place that you were hewed out of, which is the very imprint, the very significant signet of God himself, the yod Hey va Hey, the yod Hey shin va Hey. That is the seat that he's looking at. That is the seat that he sees perpetually around him when he looks at you through the black covenant of himself. So when the word says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing, that is not from the outside trying to cut you up into pieces. That's from the inside separating your soul into the fullness of it is in eternity, separating your body into the fullness as it is in eternity, separating your spirit man as it is to the fullness of eternity. See, perspectives will show you the word of God is a lot different than you've ever thought or ever heard. Why? Because he is seated inside of you. He's not sitting inside of you as a judge. He's sitting, oh, come on, you have to get this in your brain. He's seated inside of you as king. He's seated inside of you as a place of safety, a place of tabernacle, a place of his dwelling. Can you think about this, what the master brings with him? When the word of Yahweh comes inside of you, he brings the fullness of the entourage of himself. So when he sits in Craig, he doesn't say, oh, let me look at Craig and say, oh, he did this bad. He did that bad. He made this mistake. He said that wrong. Blah, 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 blah. And all those things could be true. But that is not the forerunner of the focus of the Messiah. What he looks at, that's why the Bible talks. He looks into the heart. Why? Because he is already seated in your heart. He's already seated in the Ahida of Yahweh, the fullness of the highest place of your soul. He's already seated in your DNA in the yod Hey va Hey. So therefore, He's not looking from a place of, oh, I'm a flesh man. I'm a sinner saved by grace. He's looking from that which was hewed out of the father and has become like himself. He has brought the transformation. This is why the Bible says you're a new creature. He brought the complete total transformation of who you are inside of him already inside of you. Can you see that now? So now when I look at the word and I say, for the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. He's not coming to divide asunder as to say separate. Because one thing I learned when Yahweh began to teach me 13 years ago, the separating of the soul and the spirit and the body, that is of the natural realm for you. And then you go on the other side of the veil through the blood covenant of Yeshua and you join your spirit to your body, to your soul. And you come out of there like Elohim. You come out of there as a three-part being, God, Father, God, Son, God, Spirit, you, God, your soul, God, your body, God, as a one unified spirit by the blood covenant. So there no longer am I separated, 
No longer am I at war. I'm in the process of transformation. I'm in the process of transcending. Now you might say, what am I transcending? I'm transcending the very delight of the image of the fingerprint that I am of Yahweh, the very essence of of the facet of the diamond of Yahweh that I am in my spirit being, I'm transcending to my body and I'm transcending to my soul. And by the way, it takes a lifetime. So don't get premature judgment of yourself. This is why the Bible says you can't look at your hand and say, hey, I have no need of thee. Or you can't look at your eye and say, hey, I have no need of thee. And don't get religious on me. If my eye offend me, pluck it out. Wouldn't that be dumb? That's not what that scripture means. He's talking in the natural realm. Forbid it, meaning that I go and step beyond the natural desire that I, and I pluck out the thought pattern of that I, and I replace it with the transformation of the renewed mind, the renewed soul, the renewed person that I am as a being, and I reflect that out of that I. God don't want you poking out your eye, cutting off your hands. But we want to look at everything in the natural because that's how we've been trained. Instead of going to seat before the Father, go sit before the Master. See, when you go sit before the Master, I want you to think about this. I've had the privilege of having 12 grandchildren. So I've been to the hospital a lot and watched babies get born. And you go up to the window and they got a whole herd of them. Seems like everyone's popping out babies. And you're looking for little Johnny. You know, where's little Johnny? Which one? They all look the same. I mean, every child in there looks, you couldn't tell. And they're like, oh, that's him. And they start pointing. I remember watching my little baby and just squalling and just barely moving, looking all red, red, red and, and crazy. And now think about this. He's in the sight of his master. That's me, his creator. In the natural. Me and the mom, his creator. Do you think I'm sitting there thinking of judging him for what he's going to do in my future? Because I already knew. You know that, right? God already knew. All your little mishaps, all your major mess ups, he already knew. All your failures and unfortunately everything bad been done to you already knew. But he doesn't intervene like that. And he doesn't love you less either. Just like I look at my little boy. I remember my boy Jeremy came out. Oh, God, he looked like Popeye. He had the cute little hat. He had this little wink in his eye. And I picked him up and I cried like a baby. For I said, one greater than myself is born. Ooh, still moves me. 37 years later. That's the first thing I thought to myself. I held that little baby. The nurse handed me the baby. And I looked at Jeremy and began to weep. And I remember that thought. Well, it, it, it's in my brain. One greater than myself is born. Now, do you not understand what the master created you in heaven? We're not even talking about your earthly birth. When he created you and formed you, he looked at that baby. He looked at the infancy of that seed, of the fullness of who you are, for he sees all and is all. And he said, oh my God, one greater than I was just created. Why would he make anything less? Now, understand, we're in our body form. We seem to be dumbed down, which we are. We don't seem to have the full access of all the possibilities and capabilities. But that does not limit us for who we are. And it doesn't limit us for where we're going and what we're going to become or becoming and transcending into right now. So when I look at this word, and let's go back to the word just for a moment. And I say for the word of God, I say for Yeshua. 
because Yeshua is the completeness of the Word of God, not Genesis to Revelations. I love Genesis to Revelations. You know me. I'm a scholar of the Word. I love it. But that is not the completement. That is a summary report at best. And I mean a minimum summary report of God. When you learn God like you need to learn God or would like to learn God, and you function with him, you'll find out the Bible is a summary of a one day in his life. I'll be honest with you, I do a little program from time to time. I say a moment in the life of Sagima Bay. That's what that Bible is. My God's been around forever. So that means trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of years. You could not wrap it up in the Bible. But the Bible gives you an essence of his love, his character, his demand, his demeanor, and his perseverance for you. Now, you can look through the Bible and you find nothing but guilt, shame, condemnation, and wrath. There's a lot of that. But you need to look at the secret part that he took his own son that he loved more than himself. That which he birthed out, just like I saw in my son, and said, well, look, one greater than me has come out. And I gave him for you to be beaten, to be tormented, to be rejected, to be abused, to be outcast, and give his life. That's how powerful you are. That's how important you are. That's how incredible the essence of you are out of the fullness of my God. So that is the word that looks into you and discerns, discerns judgment. Think about that. I was sharing with a really good friend of mine last night. Um, I'm in my office and behind my door, um, I have a seat. Mr. Fred made these for me. This chair that says Sagima Bay. It's like a throne room chair for me that I'm prophesying as I go sit in the throne in the heavens. And this door, which is like a doorway going beyond the veil. It's got the seven spirits around it. It's got the blood covenant Yeshua around it. And I stepped into it. And I remember the time that Yahweh brought me before him. And the spirit of justice and truth came out from the side of the throne. And I'm telling you, it was scary. Because it's so full of righteousness it, and don't take this the wrong way, it judges everything immediately, not by, oh, I'm going to judge you, because it's so righteous. You just can't stand in his presence. But immediately, when those two spirit beings entered into me, and I could feel it like a light probe through my whole life, and it was, ooh, good and ugly. Let's just be honest, right? That'd be anybody. Grace and mercy wrapped me. Now, this is the part. See, this is our God. Grace and mercy wrapped me and pulled me into the seat of God where he sits in the mercy seat and he rests in goodness, pulled me into his goodness. So even though justice and truth was convicting the heck out of me in the natural, the spirit man was saying, come, come unto me, all you the heavy laden and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. That's our God. That is our Messiah. I could go on and on, but I'm already rambling. So I just want you to really receive this today. That the word of God is working out its best in you. Allow it to divide asunder your soul, your spirit, your body. But then go in the heavens on the other side of the veil. And you pull it back together as a unified Elohim on the earth. A spirit that's joined to your soul. Love your soul. Stop fighting war with your soul. Oh, my soul wants bad things. Fall in love with it. It will change its mind. Being bad to something or being hard on something or being forceful on something doesn't make it want to do it. How many times have you went around the same mountain? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And you wind up doing it because that's not the answer. Oh, but then I'll be living in sin. Well, you don't even want to hear my story on that. 
But I will tell you, don't worry about it. Love your soul and watch your soul. I'll tell you my own testimony, then I'll let you go. I had some issues in my life. Can you believe that? I actually had issues in my life. You would probably consider them, I'll be honest with you, some of them you'd probably say, that's not even sin. But to me, where I walk with Yahweh, I did not feel comfortable with it. And many people have that issue and I, I just don't feel comfortable with it. But I'll tell you what happened. Yahweh said, love your soul. Love him through this. Instead of rebuking him and casting him down and beating him up. And I got scriptures to do all that though. No, 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 no. I know that. If you want to deal with the natural room, you'd be at war with yourself. But take him into heaven and love on him. Why don't you feed him love? Because love is the answer, see? Well, my body is this, my body. Love your body. Well, if I love my body, I'm, I may fall to this thing. Well, just love your body through it then. You're telling me if you fall, you're not going to love your body through it? I love you through it. Now, see, preachers won't teach you this. They don't say, don't you dare ever make a mistake. Don't you ever say a bad word. Don't you ever dare. You're nothing but rotten wicked. But then Jesus is right there saying, Lord, I'll be with you to the ends of the earth. If you lay your head in bed and hell, I'm with you. Don't listen to those preachers. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. Anyway, for each his own. You ought to listen to me, though. I'll tell you that, okay? Love your soul. Love your body. I started loving my soul, so I loved my body. Sooner or later, all that stuff dissipated. No condemnation, no guilt, no shame, freedom. And my soul, I remember as if it was today. I saw in the spirit realm, my soul looked at me and said, Ah, I see the Son of God, and I want to be like that. That's what changed my life. That's true transformation. Once again, this is Sigima Bay. I love you. You are so beautiful. I'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.